Well, it's been a minute since the Lord gave me a dream, but I feel like this one is relevant. And I'm just going to title it Drake because it's kind of like all I remember, honestly. Well, I could say Drake and P. Drake and Master P. Because initially it started with me and P and um, I don't know, it was like me and my, it was kind of a weird dream at first. Like it actually started at the car wash and somehow from there at the car wash, um, uh, me and P we was in the car and we was like, trying to talk to these kids. It kind of seemed like the whole dream was like having something to do with me, <laughs> like uh, vibing with these celebrities and trying to like wake up these kids, like to get them to understand what's going on. And, uh, just kind of like, you know, sounding the alarm, like there's not really a lot of time left right now. And um, so like I was talking to P and I'm just like, you know, <laughs> basically there's only so much that I could do. Like I'm trying to do what I can do with my platform and my reach, but I don't really got much of a reach. And the platform is the same platform everybody else got, which is just the internet. And um, and and that's really it. And I was trying to tell P, like, P, you got the TV. You know, I was trying to tell, like, Master P, I'm like, bro, you could actually have, like, a commercial pop up on TV. And um, you can just, like, really reach people that way. And I'm like, you could flash you know your album like on the actual screen and i'm like uh and i'm like one thing that like i was basically talking marketing like with master p and i'm just like um i was telling them like back in the day they used to have this thing i actually did it for like one of my albums this was 2007 when i remember they had this which i'm pretty sure you could still do it but this thing where you could be like, text this number to this number and receive like a download link to download this album. And I was doing it in 2007 and I never sold any copies, but I know they had that that service out there to where you could text a number to a number and like receive a download link to download an album. And, um, I'm like, you could do that now, P. I'm like, P, you could, um, and when I'm talking about Master P, I'm talking about, um, man, I don't know his real name. I think it's Perry or something like that. But, uh, I know, well, all that I know is that Busy did some business with Master P. And when Busy, um, part of ways with Rick Robinson, which Rick Robinson was double R. 
Um, he he managed Busy. He was Busy Bones' manager for a while, but but he was smart. He also had Busy. Um, he did an album and he he did a deal with Busy to where it would be like Busy Bone presents Double uh, R or something like that, and he was able to to put out an album. And on that album, he had some of the artists that he had that he had put out because Rick Robinson put out Cool Cool Cow. And my projects, and that was a, a a big hit at the time, you know. And um, so Rick Robinson did a lot of work behind the, the scenes, and uh, that's Rick Robinson from IMG Recordings. Now IMG is a big name too. I think they're separate entities. I'm not sure entirely. It's always been kind of a mystery. Like I don't know if he like piggybacked off that name. With his IMG recordings, I think he did, but um, maybe he really has like a stronger affiliation with IMG because IMG is a, a big entity in itself. But uh, that's neither here or there at this moment. But um, anyway, so I just knew the connection with Master P that. I kind of had was Rick Robinson and Busy Bone since I did business with both of them. And basically at the time, Busy was telling me because Busy had actually came to me um, out here in Columbus and he had me actually we had this meeting at a strip strip club and at the strip club, Busy was like, yo, I know what you do, and if you stop doing what you're doing and, and just focus solely on being my manager, you can make more money working with me than what you're already doing right now. And, you know, like, now that I look back at it, Busy was, like, providing me ways to, like, actually, you know, live a legit lifestyle and not live like the illegal lifestyle that I was living when I had met him. So I have to commend him for that, you know, because he was providing me a way out. And it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't really a bad offer, but I did take it, you know, so I did start managing him, but he directed like, I don't know what he did. I think he did call forwarding or something, but he directed like all the phone calls that was going to his phone to go to my phone. And he basically pulled a Houdini and just really just kind of stopped dealing with everybody he was dealing with and just funneled off his phone calls through me. So basically he was just going to talk to me and I would have to like filter out all those phone calls for him. And um, he wasn't lying. <laughs> like that was, I remember once he did that, man, I, I had to stop everything I was doing pretty much because those phone calls was coming in because Busy was a celebrity. And I didn't think I fully understood it at that time because like I knew who Busy Bone was, obviously from like Bone Thugs and Harmony and they were pretty big still around that time because this was the early 2000s. It was like, um, 2002, I think somewhere around then because, um, 
I think Capo died in 2003 or 2002. Some, some, it was right. It was basically right when Alpha and Omega had came out. That's when I really just started. Uh, I mean, I, I was actually dealing with people that knew Busy before that, but I didn't actually start dealing with Busy till like after he had dropped that album. Because he dropped that album, and I think he started working on something called Speaking in Tongues or something like that. And I think he was going to call it uh, Spitting and Pissing. I think that's what Josiah had told me at first. But Josiah was really uh, close with Busy at the time. So initially, I had knew uh, a guy named Misery, and he introduced me to Peanut. And then through Peanut, I met uh, Mr. Crazy, which Crazy isn't the crazy from Bones, uh, Crazy from Seven Sign. And Crazy was really tight with Capo, and Capo was really tight with Busy. And then Cap died. And then, um, I know, like, Crazy and Peanut told me not to, like, hang out with the rappers at first. Because they said Busy didn't want us to hang out with the rappers. Because Crazy and Peanut, they was kind of like, I don't want to say the bullies, but they were kind of like bodyguards, I guess, of Seven Son. And that's kind of like who I dealt with because I was still like doing knucklehead type of stuff, like street activities and fighting and robbing and stealing. And I was doing stupid stuff like that. But anyways, um, I don't know. Like, I remember when I was younger and my, um, I was at my dad's house and all the electricity was out. He wasn't there. This was after him and his girlfriend split up. And I remember this karaoke machine turned on in the middle of the night. And it freaked me out because there was no electricity and there was no batteries or anything in the karaoke machine. And it literally received power. It turned on and I could hear Satan speaking to me through the karaoke machine. And he was telling me that he was going to make me a famous rapper and that everything was uh, set in motion and I'd be meeting somebody soon. And this was before I met Misery. Like, I didn't I didn't connect those dots, right? Like, I didn't understand really anything about, like, God or Satan or any of that type of stuff. Like, now I fully, fully understand it. And it took, it took a lifetime to figure this stuff out, you know, like, on my own, trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. But little did I know, like, there's just a lot of people in the world that was already super advanced in spirituality and, and knew all of this stuff so anyways back to the dream because i've uploaded my testimony online on youtube i think it's under um jupiter de leon 79 the youtube channel or something like that i don't know anyways one of my problems is like I do produce a lot of content, but I've been horrible at, as far as like categorizing it, marketing it, and really trying to get it out there. It's like enough to just create it 
and worry about the whole creation process, it's a whole nother monster trying to like market it. And a lot of stuff I did upload under Ileon, which is A-E-I-L-E-O-N. But yeah, I mean, I'm fighting against Satan and he's like super powerful here. We win in the end, of course, we know that. So I'm not going to trip too much. I would just do what the Lord tell me. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, yeah, today, man, like right now, it's 1244 a.m. Um, Saturday night. So technically, it's it's Sunday, March 22nd, 2020. And I don't know what happened. Like earlier, like I just felt like my power getting zapped. And I think what it is, is um, I'm running around doing too much in the world and I'm not focusing specifically and solely on the mission for God. And so I think when God really want to talk to me and get a message to me, he just power me down. Like I just lose all power and energy and I have to go to sleep. But when I sleep, that's when he talks. You know, that's when he give me the dreams. So in this dream, I'm with Master P. And um, we, um, Master P's like, man, you, you, you do, you, you, you can do this and you can do that. And, you know, he was, I think, I feel like he was like, I don't want to say gassing me up, but he was definitely like, putting it on me like I'm doing I'm already doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm good and I'm like nah I'm not good I know I'm doing what I'm doing but you can you can do more and I'm like you got a bigger platform and I'm like P don't you realize if you say this is your last studio album or this is your last album or whatever and you put it out there and push it, like, people's going to cop that because people know who you are. They know who Master P is. So if you just be like, yo, this is this is Master P's last album. I done pulled out all the stops. I got all these features and all this and all that on it. And you put the album out and you push it and you really put all your energy and effort and money and time and everything that you have here into it, it's going to go. Like, that's what I'm trying to tell P. I'm like, P, you do it. And I'm like, if you want to push me, we could do it like that. But, man, I tried to reach out to P, bro, a lot. Trust me, God has seen God has seen everything that I've tried to do with, with all this. Like, with this music. Um, like, I can't even begin to tell you. I remember being on the phone with Rick Robinson. We were trying to call Clive Davis and Jay Records and, like, Rick Robinson, like, actually had me on three-way conversations while he was doing his what he do. You know, like, his whole voice would change up when he was calling these corporations. Like, he wasn't, like, he wasn't, like, talking how we normally talk and chop it up. Like, he was, like, he was, like, really straight, like, manager business mode. Like, it was a whole different side of him that I've never seen before. But I admired it because I seen how he was... I seen how he was able to make these moves that he was making for other artists, but he was still making his percentages and his cuts 
for doing what he was doing, you know, so he was smart about it, but he never showed me no real love in that aspect because it's kind of an unseen thing here, you know what I mean, like, the the way Freemasons move, the way Satanists move, these Luciferians, it's a very delicate process, the way they go, you know? And I have to say, like, all those years that I invested in dealing with Rick Robinson, it was never for monetary gain. It was never for fame. It was never for advancements in music or film. It was really just brothers. And it was me coming into the awakening of... Jesus Christ being Lord and Savior and that really being a mission, but not just realizing that, but really implementing the teachings of Jesus and living the way Jesus wanted me to live because Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey me. So a lot of people got to twist it because of the media, you know what I mean? Like the media is, preaches universalism, the media and churches you know how many churches are preaching universalism? Like, they're basically, I'll put it like Oprahism, because I know a lot of people know Oprah, right? And Oprah says, there's many different ways to God. Like, these people are deceived here. And whether they're deceived or not, or whether they know that they're deceiving the masses, whatever it is, they're trying to get their monetary gain here and now. And I don't trip too much because a lot of a lot of people that are in these authoritative positions may not even really be humans. They could just be fallen angels in the flesh. You know what I mean? They could just be soulless vessels, you know, and demons and Satan, they already know where they're going. So they don't care who they mislead or deceive because they're trying to get as many people to go to hell with them as possible. They already know their destination. You know, that's that's already been determined, you know. But the whole game here is how many people can namelessly deceive and bring with them. And they never go on admit it. So actually, some of them don't even care. They'll admit it. I think Lil Uzi Vert, um, he was recorded in a live concert saying something about, I'm going to hell and I'm bringing all y'all dummies with me or something like that. You know what I mean? So some of them is just like blatantly out there with it. You know, they've been so depressed. And, and I mean, these people, they're not happy. They got all these things and all this stuff. But, you know, money can't buy love. Money can't really buy that energy. You know what I mean? They, I say energy because... Because love is is um, something you feel, right? But uh, I'm still a little tired, so I don't want to. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a preacher. I don't. Want, I don't want that type of pressure. Like I'm just someone trying to figure it all out, right? But um, in his dream, like me and P, we debating and we arguing, not arguing, I don't want to say arguing, but we just having like a really deep intellectual conversation.
And I'm trying to see, tell P, like, I feel like P was trying to gas me up in the dream. Like, man, you doing it with your music. I see how you doing it, did this and that. And I'm just like, bro, you need to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of felt like in the dream, P was like on the fence. And I remember being on the fence. And when I talk about people being on the fence, I'm talking about one foot in the world and one foot and trying to serve God. And the Bible already tell you, you cannot serve two masters. You will love one and hate the, hate the other. You know what I'm saying? So you need to make a decision. And 2020 is the year that that decision has to be made. And it's not like you got a whole lot of time in 2020 to make that decision. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we in the first quarter of 2020 and you already see it's game on. You can already see. And I I just went to Chell Sonnen's uh YouTube channel, and I'm trust me I'll be doing the most I really do be trying to use other people's platforms to do what they need to be doing, right? So if you got a platform and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, I feel bad for you. Actually, I feel sorry for you because you're going to go to hell. Like you will face judgment, and. Don't be trying to hold on to what little that you got here. You already know you're supposed to give it all up. You know what I mean? And follow Christ. There's nothing in mind that you can't have. You want my shoes? You can have them. You want my jackets? You can have them. I don't got much anyways. Like, that's why I started with my wardrobe, because that's about all I got. You want my car? You can have it. You want my apartment? It's yours. What do you want? You can have it. For real. I don't need it. I don't care about none of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really don't. It really is yours if you want it. I mean, I'm not even playing. Like, if you if you, if you need an outfit, you need, some, you need some food, you need some water, what do you need? If I, Whatever I have that's here, you can have it. It don't mean nothing to me. It's not mine anyways. But... People be trying to hold on. People don't act like they got a death date. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, people don't... I don't understand how people don't realize, like, tomorrow's not promised. Like, do what you're supposed to do. Do what God has called you to do. And, and just rest assured in that. You know what I mean? Like, just do what Jesus asked. Like, he got it all figured out. He's not going to let you down. He's in control of life or death. Don't you understand that? Like, in the Old Testament, God gave somebody an extra 15 years on their life. Like, you're not going to lose if, if you spend your time focusing on Jesus and doing what Jesus wants us to do. That is not a loss. That is a gain. That's all I want to do. Remember the, 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 the story of Martha? And Martha's my aunt's name, by the way. But the story of Martha, like, or her, the story, of, I think it was Martha marrying Jesus or something. But anyways, like, the whole story was, like, there's these two women, and one of them's in the kitchen trying to make food for Jesus. She's trying to make some dinner for Jesus. So she, like, probably in there trying to do some dishes. You know, she trying to get the kitchen together so she could start preparing his food for Jesus 
And it's like her sister or this other girl, she in the living room, um, hanging out with Jesus, just listening to Jesus, right? So the girl in the kitchen starts tripping, like she in there trying to do her do what she need to do, but obviously you can imagine she got that nagging voice in her head, right? Which is probably Satan, because we always get that nagging, irritating voice in our head, right? That be making us snap out, which probably is Satan, you know, because Satan is is a nuisance. Satan is just like a super immature being, and he's just always pressing and attacking and putting on pressure. Like, that's what he do, you know? So I could imagine she in the kitchen, she doing dishes, she trying to make this food, get get this dinner together for Jesus, and she tripping like, why is this girl in there talking to Jesus? Why she ain't in here trying to help me get this food together for Jesus? Why don't she just come in here, help me get all this stuff together? And then we could both sit down and politic with Jesus. And we could both sit down and enjoy his company. So she finally got enough. Like she probably in there thinking crazy stuff, right? So she just finally like, you know what? Enough's enough. So she go into the living room and she like, Jesus. Why don't you tell her to come in here and help me and get this food together for you? You know, so we can all sit down and, and, and hang out and, and eat this meal. And then Jesus is like, nah, like she doing what she's supposed to be doing. I ain't tripping on that food. I ain't tripping on all of that. You you need to come in here and do what she doing. Don't Don't be in the kitchen worrying about making this food and I don't even care. I don't even need to eat. Like, I'm God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just come in here and get this word. You need to do what she doing. You need to be sitting right here next to me, learning everything you can from me, because I ain't going to be here much longer. Like, I'm finna go. So, that's the way I'm telling y'all the story, but obviously it's different. You know what I mean? But y'all get an idea of what it is. So, in this whole world... People were running, like, that's why Jesus' life was so, I hate to I mean, this is just how I talk, but I'm like, Jesus' life is dope, like, Jesus was the dude, yo, <laughs> like, he, he didn't do nothing wrong, and everything was just so perfect, and it's just like, man, it's just powerful, like, just the way he lived, the way he moved, the way he handled situations, like, no matter what people try to do, like, he was still able to get the message out. And it was a message that just lasted like centuries. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just so deep, like the parables of Jesus. That's why I believe in the pre-tribulation rapture, because there's so many instances like that. Like the one where um, they was fishing and they couldn't get no fish. Right. And they was fishing all night and, and trying to do it their way. And they couldn't like they was out there the whole night fishing, trying to trying to do this and do that and they couldn't get it you know and then jesus walk up and they was like man we done like they getting they they bringing their nets back in like man we about to call it a, a night man we've been out here like all night long trying to get this fish and it ain't it ain't cracking you know what i mean and then jesus walk up and he like yo throw the net over on that side of the boat and they like yo is you crazy like we've been out here all night there ain't nothing out here we already know and he's like, just trust me. Just throw your net on that side of the boat and it's going to be some fish. And they like, man, 
dude, dude, he tripping. Like, dude, like, man, just do it. Just why not? We still out here. Just throw that net. So they threw the net and the fish broke the net. was so much fish it broke the net. So what's the parable? It's the same parable in the story with Martha. It's like, listen to God. Go to God. Like, you think like, man, should I ask this girl out on a date? Like, she fly, yo. Like, I'm feeling her. Like, everything about her. You know, I really like her. You know, should I? Like, just pray about it. Just ask God if you should do it or not. Like, we should always go to God. Like, ask God. Like, any decision you have, I don't care. Like, should I make brownies or should I make chocolate cake? Should I make key lime pie or cheesecake? Like, I don't care how silly it is. Like, should I wear the brown outfit or should I wear the blue outfit? Like, just ask God. Like, <laughs> he's always there. I mean, he already knows what you're going to ask, so you ask it anyway. So by the time you start to ask him, you, excuse me, you probably going to get the answer. So anyways, back to the P situation because I'm going to tag Master P and Drake in this. I don't know if they're going to get it. I'll leave that up to the Holy Spirit. I just got to do what I need to do. I got to do what God tell me to do, and he's going to take care of the rest. So I'm like, P, like, I know where P's at. Like, in this dream, I could completely see where P at. P is on the fence, right? And it's understandable because he's still trying to maintain his worldly position. But it's almost like he kind of don't care because he is independent. But to a certain extent, he really kind of know, like, um, they can make it really bad for him if they wanted to, right? So, that's that's the way I look at it, you know what I'm saying? And P and his son Romeo just did an interview on The Breakfast Club not too long ago. And, you know, P came in there with, like, you know, all these things that he doing. Like, he got the snack wrap chips. He got these shoes. He a hustler. But it was almost a little bit kind of the energy feeling like, you know, when you go on the breakfast club, Charlemagne, like, you know, like they the breakfast club had a different stature than they was when they first started out. So I kind of feel like they kind of know what's going on. Like they kind of are cool with, their platform now like I don't want to say they sold out completely but I definitely want to say that um they working with the devil you know what I mean I definitely want to say that because they're actually on radio stations now you know what I mean like I don't know that that you call it syndicated or whatever but I remember I was dealing with some dude not too long ago and he found one of my songs. It was called Famous. And I actually did it to Mix Master Pet Beat, uh, a local DJ out here in Columbus. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Like I said, my whole life, I was trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And not everybody was really telling me. Like, I was getting p- bits and pieces from people. Like, I remember at one point, Busy came to my house, and he seen these tarot card books. He seen these palmistry books. And he seen all these occult type of books. Nothing, you know, there were, I don't even think I had, I had a Bible around there somewhere. Because I was studying all the religions. Like, 
I was always drawn into like the spiritual realm, like on my own. I was just interested in stuff like that. I remember studying Sai Baba and, you know, Hinduism and Buddhism. And I was just, even when Busy was coming around, I started studying Islam and stuff because I thought he was Muslim. But turns out he thought I was Muslim. <laughs> and, I, and I wasn't, you know what I mean? I didn't know what I was. Cause I, even though I actually always been a Christian, but I didn't understand all of that. Like, I didn't understand, like, it's one or the other. And that's what it is. Like, it's Jesus or nothing. Like, you can't dibble and dabble. And I remember I did a song with Busy. I think it was called You Don't Really Want to Be Me. And some dude wrote an article his name was Vaughn something. And I wrote the verse. I rapped the verse. But somehow this dude, Juan, thought it was Busy that was rapping it. And he wrote an article. What album was that? Evolution of Elevation. It was Trials and Tribulations or something. Evolution of Elevation. It was one of those albums. and uh, Which they're pretty much the same album. Just different beats because producers did some sneaky stuff on it. Rick Robinson was behind that a little bit off. Dealing with Mob Life Records. And, man, it was just a lot of grimy stuff going on. I kind of got, like, scapegoated in that situation. I just was in over my head. I didn't really understand what was going on. And I know Rick took advantage of it. Rick was acting like he was my friend, but I think he was doing some evil stuff behind the scenes. Uh, trying to dirty my name. Probably trying to make me look bad to get busy to go back to working with him. Because I remember one time Rick was like, Oh, busy think busy think he could just get rid of me. Like he ain't gonna do no business with me. He's like, Psh. he like he don't even realize it, man. I could, I could, I still got control. I'm still, I'm still gonna be doing things. He's still gonna be doing business with me, whether he like it or. I forget what he said. He was basically saying like, you know, even though busy. See, this is what I think. I think busy was trying to get out of that because busy did the song about Jesus. He did a song called Father. They wouldn't play it on BT. I think they played it like once, but Busy was basically, he was getting treated like crap because he was really trying to come to Jesus and, and really be a Christian. And that's what he was going through with the whole bone situation. Like everybody thought like, where's Busy? Busy's crazy. They The media was saying all this stuff about Busy Bone. But then when Busy was doing interviews, he was always trying to plug Jesus. He was like, I think that one interview or one article he did he was like, I feel like my life is like the book of Daniel. So he was putting the plugs out there, right? And then he was always talking about demons and angels. So you have, you can never hate on Busy. You always got to pray for him and, and love and respect that he was trying to do the right thing. But when you're that far into it, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like out of the whole Bone Thugs and Harmony, like what I kind of got from it, Busy was the main one that was doing the rituals and the sacrifices. And he was the one that was really doing it for the group. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like just from like my time dealing with Busy, like Bone Thugs and Harmony wouldn't have been Bone Thugs and Harmony if Busy wasn't the one that was doing everything that they needed to do um, from a satanic or Luciferian point of view for that group to reach the success that they had to reach. And I think he, I, like, what I got from it is, like, he did the sacrifices. You know what I mean? He was, like, the sacrificial lamb, so to speak. And he was splitting up his income five ways, breaking bread for this whole group 
to eat. But Busy was the one that had to do all of this satanic stuff because everybody knows, like, you have to be an initiated witch to even be in the music industry. Uh, and if you're not, then you got to have a liaison, a manager who is. And, and we know Rick Robinson was a Freemason. He dealt with Freemasons. You know, before I stopped talking to Rick, he was even talking like, man, we putting up churches. We, like, bro, I've been known Freemasons are creating churches because they're trying to pollute the word of God. And you walk in a dangerous path. And God don't want you doing that no more. You need to pick a side and stick to it. Because he can appear at any moment. You know, you could die at any moment. Are you going to die in sin? Or are you going to die serving the Lord? It's really simple, right? When the Lord comes, when your time's up here, what, what were you doing? Were you, were you die serving the Lord? Or were you die serving yourself? Serving the world? Serving Satan? It's, it's really black and white. It's really left or right. It's really right or wrong. Dark or light. Positive or negative. However you want to look at it. It's really that simple. And it's really that difficult. Like, you know, Satan is not going to want you to do anything for Jesus. You know, and if he can't get you to sin, he's going to keep you distracted. Right? He's going to stay busy working on you. That's his job. I mean, that's the job that he created for himself. Anyway, so I'm trying to tell P, like, P, just do it. Just do you. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you want to put me out? Do, I'm I'm already doing it. I mean, sh I already got X amount of songs, you know? And I'm not saying, like, I've been doing this my whole life because the whole my whole life I've been trying to figure it out. I'm just saying now, in this year, in 2020... It's 100% Christian music. I'm only solely focused on serving the Lord. I've made my decision. It's no more wish-washing. It's no more being on the fence. That's why I said I can understand P being on the fence. Because even in 2019, I was on the fence. It might have been 90% Jesus, 10% the world. But you're still on the fence. It can't be that way. It has to be 100% Jesus. 100% Jesus, 24-7 Jesus. That's how it has to be. I know it's not easy. That's what I'm saying. Like, I see Christians out there, like, like good Christians, you know. I don't know their background. I don't know how they grew up. I don't know why they're able to be a better Christian than I am or why it appears that they're being a better Christian than I am. I don't know. You know, all I know is the life that I live and how hard it was for me to make that choice and that decision. Because of the the mind control, the mental manipulation going on here. You know, like, we're tricked. All of our senses are tricked. Like, we see these young millionaires. And that appeals to us. You know, being young and rich. You know, like, you see this person over here. They're sinning. They're living an evil lifestyle, but they're winning. So, you see that they winning and they sinning. And it's like, man... I'm I'm having a hard time doing it the right way. Look at this guy. He's young. He's athletic. He's got the convertible. He's got yachts and boats and mansions and helicopters and his own jets. And, like, this whole air of, like, it's just so much manipulation. Like, the whole influencer thing with the Instagram 
But all these people are being controlled. Like these people are giving these things to mislead you. So yeah, you know, they might have the money and they got photographers following around taking pictures and they're made to feel like they're really important. But usually that's only just to create the content. Once the content's created, they're treated like crap anyways. And they're like, I'm talking about the Illuminati puppets. So what are their like Instagram models, influencers, whatever it is, like the only time that they really feel important is when they're being used to create this content. Once that content's created for the day, for the week, for the month, etc., on their idle time, like yeah, they might have like stuff that they can enjoy, but they still don't their soul is restless. You know what I mean? And like even even when they're when they get to the point when they're creating all this content, whether it's music, movies, art, like whatever it is that they're doing, whatever their their chosen field is. They do feel burnout. They do feel used. Anyways, let me hurry up with this dream because I only got like 19 minutes left. Um, so yeah, I'm telling P. P. Just do it, right? P. You could you could blast a commercial. You you got all these plugs. Like you got all these outlets. You got the money. You got everything you need to. Do what you need to do for the Lord here. You need to do it because we don't got a lot of time. And, uh, you know, it's it's already, you know, it's already game over. You know what I mean? Like, time is already up. So, we're in the final seconds of the fourth quarter or the last round or whatever it is. Like, however you want to picture it in your head, it's it's... It's it. This is it. This is like overtime. We're actually in overtime probably right now. You know what I mean? So like everything is extremely important like in, in these final seconds, right? So I'm like, P, you better do it. You know what I'm saying? And so that was that dream. It was like me and P um, and it was almost like um, we were trying to talk to this kid, right? And P was like trying to, it was like P was trying to get the kid to like be over like with him and, 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 and listen to him and take his guidance. And I was trying to get the kid to listen to me and take my guidance. And the kid was like sitting, like we was in a car. So P was driving, I was in the passenger seat. But the kid was like sitting behind me. But the kid was like, yo, I'm going to leave. I'll leave. He was he left his job. Like he didn't even care about the car wash. Like so he was leaving the car wash. And. Uh, and that's what it was like. That's how the I don't know if that's how the dream started, but that's where I started remembering. Like this is where I start remembering the dream from. Like I was, we was getting cars washed. Like I was washing the car. P was washing the car or whatever. We was getting these cars washed. And when the cars were done being washed, the kid was like, oh, yo, it's like, it's P, it's Ilion or whatever. I don't know, like, how he came over to, to be around us or whatever. But I just know, like, from what I, from what I gather, we, we was in a vehicle. And me and P ended up getting in the car or something like that. P was driving. I was in the passenger seat. And this kid was like, 
or I was in my car, or he was in his car. I don't know, but I just know that the kid was trying to go with me and serve the Lord and do what I was doing, which was serving Jesus. And then P was still kind of like in the world a little bit, but P wouldn't like object to Jesus. Like he, it's like he knew who Jesus was or whatever, but he was trying to tell the kid, like, if you want to make it in the world, you got to be like this. And I'm like, nah, you need to serve Jesus, you know? So it was kind of like something like that. But then me and P started like debating and marketing and then, you know, but it was like, I'm, I'm telling, I'm not trying to gas P up. I'm just telling them the facts. Like, yeah, you do got it like this. You can, you, you can right now really use all of your resources and, and, and direct everybody to Jesus. And I felt like he was doing that in that Breakfast Club interview. Like, I do feel like that. I just don't feel like he was doing it the way he probably was feeling it in his spirit to do it, which was, like, all out for Jesus. Like, the whole conversation should have just been Jesus, 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 and not all this other stuff. But you're also dealing with a demonic entity through the Breakfast Club who know that in order for them to have the position that they have, for all of them to be making the money that they're making... And you see that DJ Envy, he's trying to do the real estate thing. Like, they are trying to branch out and get established on their own so they don't have to really use the devil too long. Like, everybody's trying to use Satan, right, for what they want to use him for, but they really don't want to serve him. They really don't want to sell their soul. They really don't want to go to hell, but they also don't really want to struggle here, right? But I've come to realize, for me, I'm enjoying the struggle. I don't enjoy the struggle, but I know that I'm on the right path by being in the struggle. I know that I don't want to get depressed too much thinking that there's an easier route and and not understand, like, we are going to be persecuted, you know, if, if we're serving Jesus, like if we're truly serving Jesus, it's not going to be um, a great journey here. But with hard work, you know, like if you work hard all day long, you're going to be tired. You know, you're probably going to be complaining at parts. Like it's not going to be a fun process. But the satisfaction is knowing that you got your bills paid, your rent's paid. You know, and that, you know, it was worth it. It was worth it, you know. And even in relationships where, you know, there's a stay-at-home parent and the other one's working, like, that's still a partnership. Like, you're still working, right? Because one is, is watching the kids and the other one's going out. The guy's probably working the job to pay the bills. And the stay-at-home mom, she's working too, right? It's still a process, right? She could be... She could be upset, like, man, I'm in the house all day. I don't get to really do anything. And he's out working. He gets to go out to lunch. And he gets to see different things all day. And I'm just standing at these four walls dealing with these kids. and You know, so there's there's pluses and minuses and everything, right? So, anyway, um, the next part of the dream, I was with Drake. And, um... I don't even know like how it started or whatever, but Drake was over there 
to like the far right of me, right? And I was like on the left. Which, you know, the left-handed path really is like Satan and the right path is, is God. But I'm just, I don't think that was what this was. Like, this wasn't that type of thing. I'm just like, my position was, he was over there like to the right of me or whatever. And um, I don't know what it was, like how it started. I just know like when I came to or when I was like realized from what I could remember, me and Drake was having a conversation. And, um, we was talking about God. We was, we was actually having the spiritual conversation, like in the spiritual realm, like about God or whatever. And he was just saying like, you know, he, he winning, he on the right path. He, he are, he was like thinking that he was on the right path here in the physical and he was on the right path in the spiritual and I was trying to tell him, like, no, you're not. You're not on the right path. I mean, you are winning here in the physical. We see that, you know. And I'm like, but how long is that going to last anyways? And where are you going to go when you die? And so we were, like, having that type of conversation. And, um, Lord, please help me remember this, John. And, um. He was rapping, you know, and he was like, he was rapping, and I was like, um, I was, I said something to him, like, I'm like, you said something in your rap about seven or seventh sign or whatever, and I don't know if this is factual because I'm not like a die hard Drake fan. Like, obviously, I know who Drake was because when I was in the world, like. You know, he was on the radio all the time. But when I was actually listening to, like, secular music, I remember hearing his music all the time come up on the radio. He was always... He was always in, like, super heavy rotation. He probably still is. I don't know. Um, I don't listen to secular music like that, you know? Like, if I get in the car, like, today I got in the car at my job... They had that radio station on, you know, hip hop or whatever. So, um, I don't even know who was on there, but it probably could, it probably was Drake. I don't know. But anyway, um, no, it was that the baby dude, the baby. I think he used to go by Jesus baby or the baby Jesus or something like that. I don't know. But anyways, um, they made him drop the Jesus part. But remember old dirty bastard. So they, because they, nobody wanted him talking about Jesus. He, they, nobody wanted him talking about the truth. And everybody was trying to make it look like old dirty bastard was crazy from Wu-Tang Clan. And um, he was like, well, my name's baby Jesus now. And they're like, why would he name himself? Like, because he was trying to wake people up. Same thing that Busy Bone was trying to do. Like, people are really trying to tell you the truth here. You just got to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Like, that's what it is. It's, it's, it's heaven or hell. You know, God or Satan, you know, Jesus or Satan, you need to make a good choice and you need to be serious about it and militant and disciplined and st make a routine focused on doing what Jesus wants you to do. Prayer, worship, thanksgiving, gratefulness, like um, a lot of prayer, a lot of reading the word, a lot of studying, but you have to live these things out all day long. You're going to be tested. 
it's nonstop test here. Like, are you going to do the right thing or not? You know, you're going to do it the way Jesus wants you to do it, or are you going to do it your way or the way that the world and Satan wants you to do it? Because everybody here is eye for eye, tooth for tooth. You can see that. And that's not the way Jesus was. Jesus forgave, you know. In order for Jesus to be able to forgive sins and, and, and be who he is, God, he had to forgive those people that were trying to kill him on the cross. That was part of it. So if you want to be Christ-like and you want to be like Jesus and accept that free gift of salvation from him, you kind of got to go through what he went through too. You know, in order to be like Christ, you got to be like him in the bat when it was bad and when it was good. The good come later. But anyways, me and Drake was politicking and debating and um, we was rapping. Like he was rapping to me and I'm like, yeah, man, you talented. Like I get it. Like that seemed like to be his only focus in the dream was like how good of a rapper he was and I was just like yeah yeah that's cool and I'm like but I could rap too like that ain't nothing like you just got the platform you know what I mean and uh and I'm like we could do some music you know what I'm saying we could do some music for God and it was pretty much like the same kind of conversation that I had with Master P but I was having it with Drake and I was trying to find a way to like connect with Drake I'm like Drake you like eating food don't you He's like yeah yeah and I'm like well you're not gonna be able to do that anymore you know what I mean like if you serve as Satan you're gonna be going to hell like none of these things that you are enjoying here now are from Satan Satan's a thief he's a liar he is not a creator of anything like he's a murderer and a thief from the start he's a liar from the start you know what I mean he is not a creator he is the created. He was a created being who had free will, and he he's doing the wrong thing. He's making the wrong choices with his free will. And if you don't, if you deny Jesus, if you deny Christ, then you're denying the luxuries and things that you enjoy here in your life. And so I'm like talking to Drake like that, like, bro, you're not gonna be. It's nothing, it's nothing like that you thinking it is. He's like, yeah, but look at me now. I'm better than you. I'm living like this. I'm like, yeah, I see that. Like, Eric, the whole world see that. You got the mansions, the Bugattis. You got all this money. You got all these girlfriends. Yeah, you living it up. You living your life right now. We see that. And I'm like, but the time's ticking. Like, you're not going to have that. You got you got like a, a very small window. You got seconds to renounce Satan to deny him and to give your life to Jesus to give your life to Christ in these final moments and some people in these final moments will give their life to Christ like they are at the end of the rope with the with working for Satan doing all these things for Satan like no sin is unforgivable you gotta think Paul was murdering Christians and killing Christians before he became a Christian but once he became a Christian he was 100% devoted to serving the Lord. That's why you, you can't. I think Mob Deep came out with halfway thugs. Like, you can't be a halfway disciple. Like, you 100% serving the Lord Jesus, or you not. There's no in betweens. So, yeah, me and, me and Drake was politicking. The dream was weird, kind of. It was like I had some people with me, and. Somebody was like recording me and Drake and um, 
I pretty much had like a real, I interviewed, like the whole conversation with Drake was a good one. Like I see, he seemed like a good dude from the, from like what I could tell in the dream. You know what I mean? Like he, he didn't seem evil. Like on the surface, he seemed like a good dude, but we all knew he was doing evil things behind the scenes to maintain his position here. But, um, by the end of the dream, he ended up wanting to go his own way and I was going to go my own way. But we had that moment in time where we were having this conversation about God or Satan, you know, and it seemed like his his decision was made. But it, I also felt like I planted the seed, like I planted that seed of doubt in his mind, you know, like Satan tries to do to us whatever to doubt God. Like I did that where he was doubting Satan, you know what I mean? Like he was like weighing it up, like. I don't know what he went through in his personal experience, his personal journey with Satan, but I know it took him a while to get to the position that he was in. It didn't happen as quick as he probably liked it to happen. He probably wanted those things to happen for him a lot sooner than they did, even though they did manifest for him. Um, it, it all ha- it, He really didn't reach his peak to his late 20s, and I'm sure he would have liked it when he was in his teens, you know what I mean? But... um. Either way, um, we was, we had like a cypher, like we was rapping and, and he knew that I was Ilion that rapped with Busy Bone and Seven Sign and he was very aware of that and I'm just like, bro, like, I'm like, you could be, you could be making music for Jesus, bro, like you could be making really righteous music for Jesus and leading souls to Christ in these final moments, like you can do that, you have that power right now where you can still do that. You know, and I think, I think for like P and Drake, like, I think if you're, I don't even want to say, I think I'm going to say, I know, like if you decide to do what you're supposed to do for God, that's not going to, that's not going to be like dismissed. Like you're going to have some type of victory with that. Right. Like if you, if you throw that football, somebody will catch it. I don't know if they're going to make the touchdown. But they're going to catch the ball. Somebody's going to catch it. You know what I mean? So you want to gain yardage. You want to gain. Uh, you will make an impact. You will gain some souls for Christ. If you give your life to Christ right now. And would it make a song. Make a video. You know. Make a speech. Do a. Uh, whatever. I don't know. Snapchat. Instagram. Twitter. Like Facebook. Whatever. I don't know. Like. TikTok. Something. Put something out there, make a commitment to the Lord, and it will have an effect on some people. I mean, even when Kanye did what he did, I think a lot of people were like, you know what? I think he did win some souls for Christ. Whether he was like 100% with it or not, I don't know. That's between him and the Lord. But I know the Lord will use whoever he can use to win souls for the kingdom. And... The only reason the rapture hasn't happened yet is because our God is a good God and he's going to wait to the absolute last possible second, the last possible nanosecond or whatever. He's going to wait as long as he can wait to try to win as many souls as possible before the rapture. And then once we got the tribulation, a lot of souls will come to Christ because those people were just super hard-headed and stubborn and they needed that to happen in order for them to really get a life to Christ. So, 
You guys want the Antichrist so bad. You guys want to serve Satan so bad. You want to live life with Satan as God. You probably have your choice, but for a short period of time. Seven years, three and a half years. I don't know. But the tribulation is at hand. The great tribulation is at hand. Good luck.